TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Drew into the camp in right center. And high off the wall. Merrifield has scored. Lopez is being waved around. And it's 2-1 Kansas City. Great at bat by Alex Gordon. Ending in a two-run double. Out of the reach of Scope. And Cuthbert will score. It's 3-1. Now the ruling allowing Cuthbert to stay at third base has cost the Twins a run. That was last night on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bumba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. The Twins magic number is 80. I'm Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And uh, not a good start to that Royal Series last night, Derek. Not a great start to that Royal Series. No, but don't panic. What'd you say the magic number was? 80, my friend. 80 sounds doable. I, I think they'll think? get... You yeah, think at this point 80 it, sounds doable? Well, let's see. What is it? Is it uh, July 21st or June 21st? It is June 21st. I just... I get that there is this element of we got to get riled up over losses, or if the bullpen blows a game, I get it. Because these things matter for October. They do. I'm not going to pretend like they don't. But it's just kind of funny to me that we just dial everything up to a 100 level of concern. Miguel Sano's got a couple strikeouts. Is that perfect? Miguel Sano strikes out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that's what that's, Miguel Sano does. And he does it that's a lot. That's about all he's been doing lately. <laughs> that, okay, fair point. <laughs> does Miguel Sano strike out? Does a bear crap in the woods? The answer to both is absolutely yes. But it's what they do. I it's just what, can't get their nature up about this stuff. You lose the opener to the Royals. Okay, now what are they going to do? I'll, I have a guess. They're going to go win the next three in Kansas City, and then we're going to forget about it by Sunday. On Monday, we're going to be doing the Score North First Place Twin Show, another two-hour show on Score North. And it's like, this will all be a distant memory, just clouds passing in the sky. That's how I feel about this Twins team right now. It They're was, that good. It's very, it's, in some ways, it's, it's kind of that same feeling people had after the 14-3 to loss in Tampa Bay. Where it was like, oh my God, what the hell was that? And then they ran off three in a row and took three out of four from a really good race team. Really good team. And this Royals team, we should say, not that good. They're <laughs> yeah, not that they're, good. They're, uh, they're bad. They stink. <laughs> Are they not? They're not good at baseball? Yeah, no, the Royals, no, the Royals no. aren't. Man, we but should... I wouldn't... Look... They might not win this series this weekend in Kansas City. They might they might get Don't sw- talk like that, no, Rami. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say this. They might get swept by the Royals. All right. And it Manny, doesn't, I'm gonna is go, that gonna be a write that down gonna, prediction on Matthew and Jeff with Rami no, this afternoon? Is, You're gonna have to that, do the rest of the show. It doesn't with Rami, matter. Man. This is why I cut the brakes three weeks into the season. There will be stretches where they don't look very good. They're not hitting, mm-hmm. they're not pitching right. They might lose ten out of twelve. They've lost four out of five. They might lose ten out of twelve and it's it's fine. Every baseball team goes through stretches like that. This is exactly what I meant when I said cut the brakes. You are in the best position you can be as a baseball fan right now, which is that you can celebrate every win and take joy in how good your baseball team is right now, that the magic number is 80 on June 21st. You can celebrate every win and take great joy in it. And when they lose, you can just flush it down and be like, it doesn't matter that they lost. The magic number is 80. It's June 21st. This is a very good baseball team, and there is no reason to doubt that, even if there's a tough stretch. That's what I meant by cut the brakes. 
the Twins' offense is struggling. Do they need to trade for another bat? Yeah, I've actually <laughs> seen people saying, go get a third baseman, because Miguel Sano is, of all things, God forbid, striking out. We never saw that coming from Miguel Sano, that he would have a stretch of, contra- a stretch of schedule where he would strike out a lot. Reckless speculation. So... <laughs> Who's the new guy? <laughs> Who's this guy? Take the week off of the Score North first place twin show. Fired up. I have been on this show all week. On a Friday and start by saying that the Twins might... I don't recognize this guy. He says the Twins might get swept in Kansas City. I'm saying that it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm saying if they get swept... That was pretty bold, though, Rami. I'm saying they're get swept that... This weekend. I was just throwing a hypothetical out sure. there. It wasn't yeah, a prediction. I was just point. throwing a hypothetical out there that... No, they, you're, okay, yeah, I'm totally with you. They've lost four or five... They can lose teams, almost every team, over the course of a 162-game schedule is going to have a stretch where they lose 8 to 10 games out of 12. That might be the stretch that the Twins are in right now. It doesn't mean that this thing has come off the rails. Am I crazy? 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. All I'm saying. I am crazy. Is this statement that I'm saying right now crazy? (laughs) All I'm saying is if you're going to make some sort of brash statement like the Twins could get swept in Kansas City, I just want to know about it first so we can have our hands hovering over the dump button. <laughs> kick you off of this radio station because that is not how we talk on the Score North First Place Twin Show, Rami. I said it with optimism. You did. I, I said it with optimism. I'll give you that. I said they could lose 10 of 12 and it doesn't matter because they're that good. Well, I will I'm, give you that. And That's I'll true. even bring up, what was it two years ago where the Dodgers had the best record in baseball and they won the National League pennant that year? They got beat by the Astros in the World Series, but didn't they have like a. 12-game losing streak or something like April that? April was brutal for them. I think it was like yeah. April, early May before they really hit the gas. And when they hit the gas, they were just the best team in baseball. Yeah. This team's already hit the, the gas. So, I mean... The I breaks get, have been cut I get already. what you're saying. Yeah. it's <laughs> So, we should talk about the game because it is... I, I told Judd this this week that there are two tracks when I think about this team right now. There are two parallel tracks that the Twins are on. One is, what are they doing in the moment? What's your momentary, like, what's happening in the Royal Series? That is what matters on track one. How's the pitching set up? What's the roster looking like? How's Marwin Gonzalez doing? Is he going to be okay? When's Byron Buxton back? Those things matter on track one. Track number two is, how does this set up for October? And that, to me, is the maybe more important track. It's something I spend a lot of time thinking about. So, when Jake Odorizzi goes out and has what you'd call kind of a clunker of a start, like considering he is your American League ERA leader after Lucas Giolito got lit up the other day, AL ERA leader Jake Odorizzi has a rocky start, and you start to think, is this something? On I, track one, it matters. I only saw Judd briefly before we came on the air. Yeah. Did he... Did he rate the DEFCON on Jake Odorizzi. I know he was quick to uh, <laughs> panic about Martin Perez when he started to go the wrong way. Well, it's just He's here for the 1 o'clock hour of the I, show. I'm sure, if, I'm sure if he has raised a DEFCON level on I, Jake Odorizzi, yeah, he'll let us know at 1 no, o'clock. I, too, have not heard since this start happened, but he did write about it for the website, scorenorth.com. So we go figure out exactly what he thinks about Jake Odorizzi. And the Score North mobile app. It's but your I, one-stop shop yeah. for all written content. It's there, too. You yeah. find it. Right under all our NBA draft stuff. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Which was fun last night. But I I think that that Odorizzi start matters on track one. It matters in the moment of, did you beat the Royals? He had to face them two times consecutively. That's always kind of a little bit of a weird thing. So I try not to read too much into it. At the same time, 
If he's starting for you in October, he's going to have to beat a good team at least once, maybe twice if you're talking the seven-gamer. That's that's important to me. And I do look at Jake Odorizzi and think um, he's a good pitcher. He's done some really nice things this year. I think he's evolved as a pitcher. And how long does that – there's still that sort of part of your mind. I know you guys feel it too. There's still that part of you that's like – yeah, but this is the same dude that had like a four and a half ERA last year. What's mm-hmm. what is he really a superstar now, or does this all come back at some point? I'm very much not, you know, DefCon guy. I'm super patient. I'm calm. Baseball's played out over a six month season, but I look at that and I say, I'm still curious to know what the Twins have exactly in Jake Odorizzi. So I watch starts for that reason. Did I think Jake Odorizzi was going to lead the American League in ERA the whole season? Nah. I never believed that. Oh, I, I didn't think he was that good. Sorry to be the, the w, Debbie Downer. Yeah, jeez, it's like one segment, Manny. We're not even halfway through it. Look, the whole first of all, the first thing I threw out was just a hypothetical, and I did it in a positive manner. Oh, but with Jake, really, I'm going to get you like me. a Snickers bar or yeah. something. Man. I'm the cut the brakes like guy. Right I'm now. the cut the brakes guy. You just don't seem like yourself. I'm today, the most though. optimistic person yeah, about okay, this team. Yeah. But keep telling yourself. And if you let me finish this thought, you'd see how optimistic I am. Do I see Jake Odorizzi? Do I see it going so bad for Jake Odorizzi that? I don't feel comfortable that I I think it might come to the point where I don't feel comfortable with him as my third or fourth starter in a playoff series. No, I don't I don't see it getting that bad. There was drop off coming. There was regression coming from Jake Odorizzi, but not to the level where I would panic at all. And I don't think we'll get to that point with Jake Odorizzi. Well, boys, we got to update the stats. Why is that? What we used to call him. It was a really solid stretch. I think it's three or four starts where we got to call him on this show. A-L-E-R-A leader Jake Odorizzi. And then he was duking it out with Lucas Giolito at the top of the league. Giolito gets lit up and you think, okay, all right, here's your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got an update on the American League standings. The leaderboard, as far as ERA is concerned, is now headed by one Charlie Morton in Tampa Bay. 2.31 ERA. Mike Miner in Texas is second in our Jake Odorizzi has fallen to third with a 2.58 ERA, narrowly edging out, you guessed it, Justin Verlander with a 2.59. I say that to say this. Justin Verlander is a really good pitcher, and through 15 starts, Jake Odorizzi has a better ERA. Okay? So, it's fine. It's... Would you like to see him have a better outing, go deep against Kansas City so Cole Stewart doesn't have to chew up four innings? Yes, you would rather see that guy. But I would also say one game does not a season make. And through 15 starts, you got to be thrilled with what you've seen from Odorizzi so far. What do you make of Cole Stewart, by the way? I'm glad you brought him up. Oh, well, I was, think we have to say He was a high draft pick, and is there... What is going to be the future for him so, if there is one? Real quickly, because I do think we have to save Cole Stewart for the bullpen game, everybody's America's favorite sure. new game show, Yes, in the third segment here of this hour. But just briefly, I don't think he's the top draft pick pitcher. You're, you, you don't see that guy anymore. He's different now, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I do think he's serviceable. I think, you'll, I think he is an arm that will add value to the Twins over the course of time. If you're sitting around waiting for him to develop and and become that guy who was the fourth overall pick, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't necessarily hold my breath at this point in his career. I don't know. I do think we have to hold it. And actually, on air programming meeting, 
I think that when we play America's favorite new game show, did, did the, the Twins, Twins bullpen, bullpen do its, do its job? job? Yep. I think we have to not only zoom in on this game because it's only Cole Stewart that pitched uh, with a behind from behind the whole time. We should just like look at let's look at the month of June. I'm just picking arbitrarily past three weeks. And we can talk about have they done have they lived up to our standard? Because I do feel like it's every day the world is possibly ending, but first the twins bullpen is going to implode. That, I just feel like we play that game a lot. That's the other thing that I think and I don't I don't blame twins fans because I think every fan base does this. You put your team under a microscope and when you do that, you get trapped in this bubble, you have blinders on. Are there any other analogies I can throw out there? No, those are pretty good. Okay, you, good. I think you hit the but then you, you, you tunnel te- vision. Tunnel vision. Thank you. You tend to overreact. You tend to overreact to things, and you don't realize that bullpens across Major League Baseball right now suck. They're terrible. Everybody hates their bullpen. They're really the bad. Yankees. Most bullpens are really, really bad right now. Here's- I started. I started to feel a little bit better about the Twins bullpen when uh, when Judd ran through the stats after the Mariners series last week and how bad Seattle's bullpen was, it made me feel a little bit better. Well, I feel like that's not who you should be comparing yourself no, to. No, but, but it, 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 made me, it made me change my thought that, you know, the, the world is not tumbling down upon sure. the Twins' bullpen. Yeah, Manny, aim what, higher, bud. What, what I'm more I going know. after up a little bit. Is that there, me feel a little bit better. There are contending teams whose bullpens are not good. A lot of them. Most of them are not very good right now. The Yankees have the one dominant bullpen among contending teams. Other than that, every fan base in every city that's in a playoff race right now or has a comfortable lead like the Twins do are going, sure. yeah, but what do we do about our bullpen? Well, and here's why I'm I can, I'm a Cubs fan. I can sit here and tell you right now, they signed Craig Kimbrell. Eesh. I'm still wondering what are they going to do about that bullpen? Yes, I can say, though, I'm with you 100%. We overreact to this far too often. We just take it. If uh, if if Tyler Duffy gives up a home run, it's like that's all we can talk about the next day. How about the fact that the offense put up nine? No, okay, just yeah. Tyler Duffy gave up a home run. I think even having said that, this bullpen can be better and should be better, and they should be proactive to fix it. Obviously, you're not saying they shouldn't, but in the in the framework of this is not the end of the world right now. This is still a first place Twins team. I, part of the reason that I say that, that I say calm down and don't worry and just enjoy the moment for a moment. You just did a, a meditation was, pose. Yeah, that was my zen. I was finding my center. <laughs> Good form, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. One of the I practice. One of the reasons that I say that is because they will make it better. They're not just going to say like, okay, well, let's just roll the dice in October and see if this is going to do it. Hopefully that. Everybody stays having a career year and we're just good. No, this is a first place ball club with aspirations to go to the World Series. The Twins front office wants to do that too. It's not just us. But not the Jeep Hole ads. They just, don't they don't want this team to go anywhere. Think for a second that the team ownership would not want to make a World Series run if all it would cost is a couple of prospects. Derek, and they're gonna have people. to pay all the ushers to work those playoff games. They don't want to take that money out of their pockets. They have to pay concession. It's a whole thing. The cheap poll ads want nothing to do with that. The uh, twenty seventeen. Are picking up on the sarcasm because I'm, I'm laying it on pretty happy thick. that I found my center just before he said that, Manny. This could have been a problem. The uh, twenty seventeen uh, L A Dodgers that won the National League pennant and uh, lost a game seven to the Astros in the World Series. Good team. They lost uh, fifteen out of sixteen 
from uh, August 26th until September 11th. Oh, wow. That year. Oh, that's a so, good find. And they still finished uh, 102. And, they, or no, I, I'm sorry, 104 and 58. I thought year. you were talking about last year. I think they got no, off to 20, a slow start last 20, year. Yeah, they did. But uh, 2017, yeah, they lost uh, 15 out of 16 that's at one point. That's a great And find. I think still finished with the best record in baseball. Yeah, because they got off to a ridiculous start mm-hmm. that year. Mm-hmm. And then just completely fell apart. They found it again. Obviously didn't find it enough to go on to win a World Series. But yeah, that was a dismal stretch. See, I didn't say the Twins could lose 15 of 16. My hypothetical that was yeah that wasn't right. that <laughs> doomy and gloomy. It's just a right sunshiny ray of optimism. I here said ten of twelve. Studio. I wow. said ten of. I said they could lose ten of twelve. Wow, which can happen. It can happen. Not if Mitch Garver's healthy. It can't. <laughs> Is he? Well, it's Is a good Mitch question. Garver healthy? So, you want to answer that question after a short break? Yeah, because I'm a little worried about this. This this was supposed to be their life vest, and now I'm not sure where it's headed. Babe Garver. Might not be right. Is this true? Is it possible? Mitch Bonds. Mitch Bonds. That's a pretty good one. It's the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The Twins magic number is 80. People, calm down. And we'll be back right after this. Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Mackie and Joe. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business. Business to protect yours. For details, the Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Mitch is actually doing okay. We took him out for precautionary reasons. He uh, he has some heel soreness, um, and for now we're gonna we're gonna treat him. We're gonna look at him. We're gonna check him out tomorrow when he shows up. Um, see how he's doing. Seeing how see how he comes out of this game. Um, could it have something to do with the 17 innings that he caught the other night? I wouldn't be surprised if it was something related to that. Um, well, other than that, he, he seemed physically well and, and okay. It was just something that popped up and something that we didn't really want to take a chance with. We just wanted to get him out of the game. That's Twins manager Rocco Baldelli. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 80. I'm Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill. Did we keep up with my uh, my long intros that coming was in it. and out yeah. of breaks you while I was gone, though? didn't skip a beat. But while I was gone, did did people keep up with this? Let's or? not talk about that. Let's. Uh, we're always <laughs> looking forward. Windshields, not rear views. <laughs> Makloff. That was Jake Odorizzi talking about catcher Mitch Garver. That would be Rocco Baldelli, but what did I say? Uh, Jake Odorizzi. Oh, Ooh, my bad. Maybe he had things. I got to my say Italians too. mixed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> he had something. That was Rocco Baldelli to. talking about Mitch Garver and uh, Derek before the break, saying uh, you were a little bit concerned. I, you have to be concerned about old Mitch Bonds. There aren't too many players. I think Barry that Garver you couldn't replace. I think if you were to miss him for an extended period of time, he'd be very tough to replace. One of legitimately the best hitters in the American League. And by the way, he squats behind the plate, catches 17 innings when you need that out of him, too. So can you stomach it if he misses a couple of days? Yeah, of course you can. Jason Castro's playing really well. He's having a good season. Williams Astadio is back, sort of by necessity, and he's playing all over in the infield, mind you. So maybe you don't want him as your backup catcher, but he's there as a safety net. The one point of optimism I would say is that 
Mitch Garver suffered a high ankle sprain on that throw from Byron Buxton. He tagged out Shohei Otani at the plate. It was mm-hmm. amazing. And we thought, oh boy, that's going to be a loss for the Twins. We did, I think, two full shows about Mitch Garver. People calling me an idiot. And and you were right. Everywhere. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you weren't the only one. Twitter. I mean, it was... But it was. A, I think I represented a movement of people calling you an idiot. <laughs> I have the put a roof on it movement. Derek had the Rami is an idiot movement. Hashtag Rami is an idiot. And more on that later. Yeah. But there is this concern when oh, can he we went, talk about that thing? I think All that's right. the whole third segment. Please. Maybe Good. actually, Manny, just maybe make a mental note to this because I'll forget. But first segment. Of the second hour of the Score North First Place Twins show. When Rami leaves the studio, we can talk about how hashtag Rami is an idiot. But that's <laughs> that's not, well, you're here to defend yourself. This is Minnesota. What no, do you, you don't think? want to do that to my face. So yeah. I look at this and I say the sign of encouragement from Mitch Garver is that he went out with a high ankle sprain. And I thought, boy, that's going to be tough to overcome. This guy is going to be out for a long time. The sky is falling in Bomba Soda. What will we do? And not only did the Twins weather the storm in incredible fashion while Mitch Garver was out, Mitch Garver only missed 16 games with a high ankle sprain. So clearly either great, great luck there, or I think more likely you've got an incredible athlete that you're dealing with and a training staff that really knows what it's doing, was able to limit the downside of that injury. So if he has a little bit of a sore heel, as Rocco Baldelli says, and they're taking him out for, quote, Precautionary reasons. One, precautionary could mean anything. You took Buxton out for precautionary reasons, and now he's on the injured list. Right. So let's not pretend this is like uh, he's going to be good with uh, two aspirin, call me in the morning. But but two, the little bit more encouraging sign is if it's just a, an ankle and if it's just, a, hey, let's let's just get out in front of this. I'm I fully trust the twins to be able to take care of it and Mitch Garver to take care of himself in this case too. But even Byron Buxton going on the DL, if if you if you read or hear what they, they were saying about that, that was kind of a precautionary move. And this going Do we believe him? Yeah. This going back to what I was talking about in the first segment, that you're in a really good place as a baseball team and as a fan of a really good baseball team. It affords you the luxury to a sure. celebrate wins heartily and flush losses down the toilet and not think about it too much from a fan standpoint. Isn't that great? But from an organizational standpoint, it also affords you the luxury of slow playing guys who are returning from injuries. Why rush Mitch Garver back and potentially have lingering effects of this injury long after he returns, which sometimes guys have to do. That's part of being a professional athlete sure. is when your team needs you and you're hurting Look at Kevin Durant. You come back and you run the risk of either re-injuring, more seriously injuring, or just lingering effects of that injury and pain that you have to play through and discomfort that you have to play through. Sometimes that's necessary. But when you're the Twins and it's June 21st and the magic number is 80, I haven't looked at what their lead in the division is yet today, but when you're sitting as pretty as the Twins are, you can take the precautionary measure of putting Byron Buxton on the DL. And you can take the precautionary measure of pulling Mitch Garver out of a game and wait until these guys are 100% healthy before bringing him back because, A, you have a nice cushion in the division, and B, you're so deep talent-wise that there isn't as big of a drop-off in production from those guys to the guys who are replacing them as there would be in lesser organizations. It's a 
nine game lead over the Cleveland Indians. So single oh, it's digits, not double digits anymore, guys. It's time to panic. Digits. Manny, hit the alarm. It's time to panic, everybody. Single digits. Oh my God. Oh, no. Defcon two. You're right, and there is an amount of. Uh, I'm just nervous because it is Mitch Garver. Uh, if you know Byron Buxton, great player, superstar, potentially. And also potentially team MVP. So I'm not trying to like pretend that he's not a good player, but I think you can stomach the loss of a, of a Byron Buxton. So too you can for Mitch Garver. I guess you have a point there. There is something to that. I did think it was surprising in the era of rest and recovery that the Twins then went and uh, he caught all 17 innings when you have another catcher on the roster. That was kind of surprising to me. Uh, and then... For him to come back, I don't, I wouldn't say, you know, super quickly or whatever, but then to catch last night, I did appreciate that Rocco Baldelli. I didn't hear the question. I was not in Kansas City, so I don't know if, if this was asked of him or if he just brought it up on his own. But I, I do like that Rocco brought up that this dude caught 17 innings the other day. He was kind of a warrior for the Twins in that night, uh, which turned out to be a great night for the Twins and for Garver, but. 17 innings, and then your body reminds you that you caught 17 innings the other day. Right. That, that that could be what this is, and maybe it's much ado about nothing. Yeah, I would. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they gave Mitch Garver two, three days off after catching 17. That's innings just because you want to see La Tortuga. Don't well, try to hide your motives that's, here. That's part of it. Ulterior motive, Macloff. I was not here to celebrate the return of La Tortuga. By You're the way, excited about that. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, no, we we missed you on the return episode of La Tortuga. I, we're happy for you. In fact, Manny and I celebrated. <laughs> I did get called up. <laughs> Well, that's true, yeah. but it, it's almost like you did. Almost. <laughs> Feels like your proudest parent moment. Uh, sure. Manny and I celebrated the home run of La Tortuga out in the uh, beer lines in right field. Mm-hmm. So so we were sorry that you couldn't be there for that, too, because that was fun uh, when the wins with Boston in town. It's kind of, kind of an electric target field crowd, so... We'll have to get you out there sometime. I know there's not a roof, so like you are afraid of there might be a bug or a raindrop or something like that. But we'll we'll find a game. No, I for check you. the forecast before. Looks I like go. a pretty clear. And make sure sky. we're all clear, and I'm going to enjoy myself. Okay, and it's got to be like 71 degrees or so. Yeah, breeze. Are you a breeze guy? A nice breeze You're will breeze a nice guy, breeze yeah. would help. I, I don't like to so. be too warm either. You know, it's not always the cold and the rain. I don't want to be too warm. I don't want to be stuck out in the sun if I don't have to be for a long extended period of time. Well, I'm preaching to the choir there, bud. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, you should I'm, be. I'm wearing SPF 75 because of the bright lights in the studio. You for shouldn't even want a retractable roof. You should just want a, <laughs> never retract it. Just no sun. That's it. I'm moving to St. Petersburg. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that story, didn't you? Yes. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about that for a minute? Let's do it. Because it is absolutely ridiculous what the Rays are are exploring and major league baseball has given them the freedom to go ahead and explore. So the Rays are locked in a lease in Tampa St. Pete at that awful awful stadium through 2027. They're in a locked tight sealed lease through 2027 cannot get out of it. The city isn't letting them, letting them out of it. They're not giving them any wiggle room whatsoever. So 
The Rays, like I said, received permission from Major League Baseball to explore a plan in which they would play home games in both the Tampa Bay area and Montreal. Commissioner Rob Manfred said Thursday, while the plan is in its nascent stages. Did I say that word right? It's nascent. Not, nascent. That's not in my vocabulary. The Rays have embraced the two-city solution as the most feasible to saving baseball in the Tampa Bay area after years of failed attempts to build a new stadium in the region, writes Jeff Passan. Under the plan, the Rays would play early season home games in the Tampa Bay area and the remainder of the year in Montreal with both cities getting new stadiums or said the number of home games each city uh, would receive has not yet been determined. I'm just trying to figure out how the Rays got themselves into a lease until 2027 in that monstrosity of a ballpark. It's gross. That stadium is gross and there's a good reason that people aren't going to watch that team. However, with a team that good, I still almost don't give the fans a free pass. Even with an mm-hmm. arena, even with a stadium that bad, with a team that good, they should have better support than what they have. And I can't imagine the tickets are that pricey. I'm sure that there. they've done the same thing that the Twins did early in the season mm-hmm. where they had they did, all sorts yeah. of specials, $5 tickets, yep. special packages that you could buy, all you can eat. I'm sure the Rays have pulled every rabbit out of the hat in terms of trying to get people to come and watch that team. And it's always kind of been like that down there, too. Even when they that year in 08, when they went to the World Series, they they didn't start packing that place until the postseason, really. And the worst part about this plan is this paragraph right here from Jeff Passan. The ability to play games early in the season in Florida would preclude the need for a domed stadium, cutting the cost of a new building. What you have here... you got to see his face right between now. Between Tampa amazing. and St. Pete are two markets that don't deserve to have a baseball franchise. They they didn't support the Expos, and Tampa Bay is not supporting the Rays. Again, I understand, crappy stadium, but still a very good baseball team. One of the better teams in baseball, when you look at win-loss record, mm-hmm. for going on six seasons now. This isn't a new thing right. that the Rays are winning baseball games and people just haven't caught on yet. And really, it really goes back to... Their success really goes back to 08 when they when they finally got good and went to the World Series. And, you know, they had a couple of sort of mediocre years in between there. But for the most part, they've been competitive. It's a tough market, I know. And there are geographical challenges, too, with going across the bridge. St. Pete, I get all that. It's it's a major media market, Tampa, St. Pete. But it is divided in terms of geography. So I. This argument has probably been hashed out a hundred times um, by maybe even even people just much more informed about it than us. But what you guys are saying is not wrong at all. I just don't see this as viable at all. Like it's not even my favorite part about this story so far is that wordsmith Jeff Passan used a word that's not in Rami's vocabulary because that's maybe the most predictable <laughs> Passan thing of all time. The rest of this story is like. Nothing to me. It, it it means basically nothing that they've been given permission to explore it because here's the secret. Ain't ever gonna happen. Right. You're not it's it's a fun idea. I retweeted it yesterday with just an LOL because it's like it's it's fun to think about, okay, well, hey, baseball's just gonna try something. It's kind of weird splitting a season in two and trying to ask Montreal to like support and we're this working team. this hard to hashtag not put a roof that's on right, it. Are, we, right. are you kidding me? Like are we serious? <laughs> I should have put that in the prep notes. I thought you might like that. I, I just think 
there's something else going on here. In fact, I found a tweet from our friend uh, Derek Gold, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, who just pointed out this little interesting thing on Twitter uh, yesterday, it must have been. And he's talking about this is, you know, one of those trial balloon news stories. Like, it has some shock value. It's going to make it onto Center. They're going to talk about the approval. Heck, I, I didn't pick up the New York Times this morning, but I bet you the New York Times wrote about this. It would be a big deal in baseball. Really, in my knowledge, unprecedented that a city would just split its season in two and now ask two cities to adopt a, a team as if it were their own and build a stadium. So, one, are they going to build a like a publicly funded stadium in Montreal? I don't think that's very likely. And two, no. In the it, article, Passon talks about the fact that there there are a lot of corporate, be private funding partners that okay. want to bring baseball to Montreal. Pretty money. Well, good. Well, I support that. That's great. Um, but there is a unfeasibility to this story that me to, that that just struck me kind of the wrong way yesterday. And I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. Gold put it into words better than I could have. I found his tweet. Uh, he says, if hashtag MLB is greasing the gears here for two cities to be viable hosting regular season games, and it hopes it spurs one into action on a new stadium, then isn't this a sneaky smart bet that if uh, both can handle a team that magically expansion could follow? So this is, uh, and that's the end of the quote from Gold on Twitter, there is an element to me of let's start talking about Montreal as a baseball city and let's put on a little pressure in the Tampa St. Pete area that, hey, I know you got that lease, and that's great, but that market's just not supporting baseball. Something's got to change here. How can we fix this problem? This is just another avenue into talking about the problem for yeah, me. But if I'm St. Petersburg Mayor Rick Kreisman, I read that. I didn't know that off the top of my head. No, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. No, if I'm top 600 cities in America. If I'm him, incredible. I have... I have seven years to figure that out. There is no arm twisting. There is no pressure put on me unless you're willing to pay what I'm sure is an ungodly sum to get them out of that lease until 2027. And this is what he said yesterday. The Rays cannot explore playing any Major League Baseball games in Montreal or anywhere else for that matter prior to 2028 without reaching a formal memorandum of understanding with the city of St. Petersburg, Mayor Rick Kreisman said via statement. Ultimately, such a decision is up to me and I have no intention of bringing this latest idea to one city council <laughs> to consider in fact Why i believe you? hold on no. this is the best this is the best sentence in the statement in fact i believe this is getting a bit silly <laughs> that's a guy that's a guy who feels no pressure who knows he has Heck all the leverage no. for at least seven or eight years no. in terms of keeping the tampa bay st petersburg rays in a god-awful stadium with nobody coming to watch them okay but real talk you guys want to see the Expos back? No. What? No. Oh, I I would love to. See, I, in fact, like my, my my prerequisite pre prerequisite. You guys know what word. Jeff Passan wrote yeah. about it in yes. his article yes. exactly. on ESPN.com. Is that if there is going to be another baseball team in Montreal, whether it's expansion or the Rays moving up there, they have to be called the Expos. Yes. Thank you. They yes. Have to be called the Expos. I'm buying a just hat like, and a jersey. Just like if the NBA returns to Seattle, they have to be called the Supersonics. They're, yeah, 100%. So 100%. this is all about a logo and, and a uniform. Yes. Sorry. Yes. They didn't have support, guys. 
What? They didn't have support in Montreal. But they got screwed by the, by the strike in 94. a guy who spent a lot of time in Montreal growing up and attended plenty of Expos games where I could literally talk to my brother who was standing on the third baseline from the first baseline. We could hold a conversation, I'm telling you. And we did it just to see if we could. I'm telling you. Now, there is... there is. They got screwed by the strike in 94. Though. There's upticks in attendance when a team is good versus when it's bad in any market. I understand that. But I'm telling you, if the Expos... Expos weren't extraordinarily good like they were leading up to that strike that year. That was a city Mm -hmm. that gave zero craps about baseball or the Expos. None whatsoever. The CFL team was was more popular if things weren't going well for the Expos. Well, but who could blame them for that? I mean, CFL football, it's... I witnessed it. I got people up there. I'm telling you, that is not a city that really... There is a passionate base of people both fans and the the financial people who want baseball in montreal and it would be a very popular thing at first and if it was the rays who were going there because that's a that's a really smart organization it would probably be a good team and it would it would work for a while but i'm telling you as soon as things started to go bad baseball is not a sport that the city of montreal is really all that interested in i'm just i'm just bitter that Vlad Guerrero didn't go into the Hall of Fame with an Expos cap. Yeah. That's all. I'm just a little salty about that. Well, they'd have to trade for Vladito first. That's like the first thing they do before they secure stadium naming rights. (laughs) What do you guys think about the uh, run a couple names by you here? Because Tampa Bay Expos doesn't work and Montreal Rays, that's garbage. Montreal, Tampa, Manta Rays? That got floated on Twitter yesterday. That's terrible. Yeah, it's really really out there. Yeah. How about the. Tampa St. Pete Montreal X Rays. I like that one. The X Rays. That's a good one. Okay. See, it works on two That's levels. Solid. I, I, yeah. Would I, they, so would they wear the Expos uniform in Montreal and the Rays uniform in Tampa Bay and split the difference on the road? What would you do exactly? Or boy. would you have an X Rays uniform? I like think it would it be has to be like on the left. It would be the Expos uniform, and on on the right side of the jersey, the it would be the Rays uniform. This is going to be a problem for the hashtag brand. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of marketing that goes into running a major league baseball team, and that's boy, there sounds like a conflict there. They're going to have to resolve that one. This isn't going to happen, right? No, it no, can't. Okay. It it's can't. Not, it's not feasible. I like that they're thinking sort of. Off the rails that like, hey, this isn't something you would just suggest in a, you know, in a white collar corporate meeting. This is kind of a wacky, loony idea. So I like that baseball is at least open to that idea. But I I think this just seems pretty ridiculous. This is a, hey, let's talk about the viability of baseball in Montreal. Let's talk about the challenges in Tampa St. Pete. But you're bored of talking about them and it wouldn't make it on Sports Talk Radio. All right. Here we go. Let's split the team, call them the X-Rays, have a jersey that's one-half Expos, one-half Rays, and let's go with that. What do you think? Expansion draft? Maybe. Let's make the Rays even better. That gives us something to talk about for 20 minutes. That's what I think this is. By the way, I'm not... It's a Trojan horse, boys. I'm not kidding. We literally, in Montreal once, I because you could go anywhere you wanted in the stadium. It was so empty. <laughs> Ushers weren't stopping you. I stood front row on the first base side. My brother stood front row on the third base side, and we held a conversation right across the field while while teams were playing. We held a conversation with each other. That's how empty the place oh, was. So about traveling- what time was this? What, what, what year was this? Oh, I was probably, I want to say around 10 years old, 
Somewhere okay. between 10 and 12. So, was, so that would be like 89, 90, 91. Okay, so this was pre, pre-Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, Moises when, when, the, team, when the team was yeah. good, they got behind him. But when the team wasn't good, it was even more drop-off in interest than you get in a normal Major League Baseball market. So what that you're saying, so good in 94. there were so Man. few people there that ushers didn't care where you went and you could talk literally across the diamond yes. with your brother. Which sounds great for the eight people that are there, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's not a recipe for financial success. Well, either way. Rays fans traveling from St. Pete will feel right at home. That's fantastic. They'll feel like, right is this the drop? This yeah. is like the drop. I mean, no roof, but otherwise, this is dang near the same thing. This is awful, just like the drop. This is something. Boy, I don't know. I just, I think it's a Trojan horse. I think it's the kind of thing that gets cooked up in the middle of a season to, to, to spur discussion. But there's just... There are too many logistical hurdles. And, I, and I'm the guy who's always like, well, we'll see. There's a chance. Non-zero, non-zero. I love how unfazed the Tampa St. Pete Bayer is by like, all this. Screw you. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> this is what you're threatening us? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Quite honestly, this is getting a bit silly, guys. We got you, and uh, you can do nothing until 2028. Sources were unable to confirm that after making that statement, he just made armpit fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> I checked in on that. I haven't heard back yet. We'll hit a quick break, and then we'll play America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins' bullpen do its job? Announcer Ram Rami is back, I understand, for this one. It's coming up next on the Score North first place Twins show from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The Twins' magic number is 80. We're back right after this on Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. The Score North Twins show, also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You know what that music means. It's time for the return of America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? Where we find out if the Twins bullpen did its job. And now your host, Derek Wetmore. Derek, take it away. Ron Romney, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen of the studio audience at Score North, of which there are none in the studio right now. Thanks for coming. Manny Hill is going to play today. You didn't have to tell him that. It's theater of the mind, Derek. Theater (laughs) of the mind. Didn't you hear all those applause? That's everybody here. For example, Rami Makloff and Ron Romney, different people. (laughs) Totally different people. If I can say with you here in the room right now, I I like you a lot better. Me too. (laughs) The other guy guy was talking about how the Twins might lose four games in a row to Kansas City Royals. We thought about kicking him off the show. I believe he clarified that was strictly a hypothetical. Stop defending him. (laughs) Let's play America's favorite new game show, Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? We do want to talk about Cole Stewart. Not going to shortchange him here. But because it was only one reliever yesterday, and because he was pitching from behind the whole time, I don't want to limit this game to that. So we'll talk about Twins relievers in June at large. Manny Hill, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Jake Odorizzi pitched four innings yesterday. It was a rare, rocky outing for him. Four earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts, eight hits. His ERA ballooned to 2.58 on the season. Slightly better than... Astros ace Justin Verlander. So Cole Stewart comes in the game in the fifth, and he pitched four innings, just as many as the starter did. Stewart actually pitched better. Two hits, no earned runs, nobody walked, and uh, one strikeout for Cole Stewart. I mean, the Twins did still lose the game. The offense didn't put up any more than one run on the lowly Royals, but Manny, 
This game's not about the offense. It's about the bullpen. Did Cole Stewart do his job? I think it's pretty obvious that, uh, yeah, he, he did his job. I mean, they were down 4-1 to one when he came into the game. The game finished with a 4-1 to one score, and he basically did the best he could to keep the twins in it. The reality is the the twins bats just uh just didn't just couldn't come alive last night at all. There were no bombas outside of the uh the home run that Polanco hit in the first inning. And uh yeah, I would say Cole Stewart did his job. He he kept them in it, gave them a chance, but uh the offense just couldn't do anything. Yeah, and I was a little surprised by that. Uh not only that the, the bats didn't score 19 runs, which they're always capable of doing, We've seen some sloppy fielding and stuff too. So mm-hmm. this went from being like a juggernaut team to what's going on here, guys? Just I think it's just a little bit of a, a slow patch or something like that, where you just hit a rocky spot. But like Jonathan Scope, I thought had been pretty solid, and he boots a ball yesterday. Yeah, we just we've seen a couple of things the last week, ten days, maybe two weeks that I've thought, hold on a second, that's not the first place Twins. This team's better than that. That was kind of one of those games for me yesterday. Yeah, for sure. I do have the. Uh, <laughs> This is all Twins relievers, but I'm actually just going to go by team first to play Is the Bullpen Doing Its Job? It's a little bit of a spinoff. <laughs> we have spinoffs of this show now? Welcome back, Rami. We <laughs> missed you. you. No problem. <laughs> I have in front of me the Fangraphs leaderboards. Yes, I was on Fangraphs. Don't judge me. There are 30 teams in Major League Baseball, but I've cut it down to the American League teams and started on June 1st just because it feels like the... The chatter has dialed up a bit recently that ah, it's it's all screwed. They didn't get Kimbrel. It's done. Go make three trades right now or we're burning target field to the ground. And I just I've wondered, is that is that true? That's not how I feel about it right now. But also I find myself being a little too middle ground sometimes, a little too zen sometimes when the walls are burning down around me. Sure. I'm sitting in the burning building, and I'm that dog. This is fine. Everything's fine. Sip your coffee, <laughs> cup of coffee. Fine. Yeah. saw a great gif on Reddit the other day, by the way, where somebody superimposed that dog being carried out of a burning building under a fireman's arm. <laughs> it was heroic. I'll send it to you. But the Twins' bullpen among American League teams since June 1st the number isn't good. They have a 4.74 ERA. That's not good. You want better than that, obviously, especially if you have a hashtag World Series attitude. But it does put them sixth in the American League in that time. Over the last three weeks where we've been fairly frequently talking about how they didn't do their job, you know, we forget about the outings like that 17-inning marathon where the bullpen came in and was awesome. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess I get caught in the middle on this sometimes because I don't think this is a World Series winning bullpen as it's currently you said constructed. They ranked where? I'm sorry. Sixth in the American League. Who are the League five teams ahead of them? Since do you June have that 1st. Handy? I sh- sure do. All right. Your world champion, Boston Red Sox, okay. with 3.32 ERA. Mm. After that, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, go uh, go trade for their closer, Brad Handed. Your bullpen looks a little bit better, just saying. Texas Rangers, Tampa Bay Rays, Kansas City Royals, and your first place. Minnesota Twins, 4.74 so, ERA. The reason I was asking you that was to go back to the point that I made earlier in the show, which is that even good contending teams have problems in their bullpen, just like the good contending team that you have here in Minnesota. Three of those six teams that you named off in, in the top six bullpens, or the, yeah, the top, top six, six bullpens, in American League. Are, are playoff teams right now. New York Yankees, because you're curious. 
since June 1st, as a bullpen, have a 5.45 ERA collectively. Mm. The Houston Astros, I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyways. They're ranked 26th in baseball since June 1st with a 5.66 collective ERA. That's the a Houston, championship team, though. That is a World Series club with hashtag World Series attitude, and they need to fix them. I'm not saying like, oh, well, it's good enough because they're bad. I'm saying... All of these teams are looking at this, and the Astros are saying, great, who can we pair with Ryan Presley to make this thing awesome? The Yankees are like, what the heck's going on? Let's get our starting pitching back, and let's try to write the bullpen ship. The Twins, I'm sure, are thinking the same thing. Hey, let's be making phone calls. Let's let's be sending out texts. Let's let everybody know. Slide into those DMs. Let's put an away <laughs> message on our AOL Instant Messenger that says, looking for bullpen help. I think that, I'm the only person still using AOL. Not Instant Messenger, but it's my email. Yeah, I laughed actually pretty hard when I first found that out. I made a dentist appointment yesterday, and they asked for my email address, and I said I told her my email address ended with AOL.com. She, she laughed at me. <laughs> Outwardly laughed at me on the phone. She thought it was a prank. This is one of those crank calls from a comedian. Yes, that's what she thought. So it's, look, I would just say, I I didn't really oppose this to the room, but like, as much as we talk about how the Twins bullpen might not be doing its job, guys, I, I think it's worse in other places. And the people that now I'm looking at, are they doing their job? One, it's audition time for the the sort of mid-tier relievers in this bullpen. You want to get into a trusted role? Here's your shot. We're going to give you some innings that matter. You pitch your way out of it. Do your job eight, nine, ten times in a row. You're going to find yourself in high leverage in this bullpen. So that's an opportunity for guys like, yeah, Ryan Harper, Tyler Duffy, Trevor May, and on down that list. And then the other people, Twins Front Office, send those texts. Put up that away message. Make those phone calls. Dial up your WhatsApp. However you communicate with these other GMs and teams, let it be known that you are shopping. You are in the market for bullpen help. Those are the two bins I'm looking at right now for are you doing your job? Because we talk about this a lot with Twins Relievers. I know Manny's the contestant, and I'm not. I'm but a mere spectator here. Welcome back, Ronnie. It sounds like you're saying that. And generally speaking, even if it might not seem so in a given situation or game, the Twins bullpen has been doing its job. I There are some games where you want more out of them, but then the games that they do do their job, we just ignore it. We just pretend like it's, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to win games 8-1, to one and the bullpen gives you four good innings. You cannot innings. dismiss what they did in that 17-inning game. Amazing. At all. Yeah. Like, Mitch Garver was heroic. The bullpen was just whatever one small step beneath heroic was. Those are the stars of the game that... Maybe they did get talking about, I don't know, I'm not trying to say like the public narrative swept them under the rug. I don't think you can highlight enough while you're talking about Max Power, Max Kepler, what a job that bullpen did and what a job Mitch Garver did. They, they're probably going to be unsung about it, but phenomenal, phenomenal efforts. I think before we wrap it up and hit the music, you have to ask contestant Manny a question, don't you? I think so. Yeah. And so I will say from June 1st, Manny, compared with the other American League teams, is the Twins bullpen... Doing its job. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but oh wow, I yeah, didn't think we get that. I, I, I think I tried they to are. set it up when, for you. <laughs> I mean, well, if when you when you break it down that way, I mean, especially when you factor in the Astros and where they're, what do you say they're 26th in bullpen ERA since yeah, June first? Way down there too. Yeah, I mean, if if 
if the Twins bullpen isn't doing their job right now, basically almost no bullpen in baseball is doing their job right ERAs now. ERAs real quick before we get out of here. Mike Morin, 1.65. Taylor Rogers 2.03. Tyler Duffy, 2.08. Ryan Harper, 2.12. Trevor May, 3.55. That's I don't know if that's your quartet right now, but as a quartet, those are some pretty good numbers. There's been some rocky stuff in there, and they've given up some runs for the starting staff. I'm not going to run away from all that stuff. You can twist the stats any way you want to, but my 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 point is we treat it like everybody out there has got a 9 ERA. There are some guys who don't. No, there are guys out there who are doing a fine job. Hit that music, Manny. This has been another edition of Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? Wardrobe on Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? Provided by Target. They didn't provide it. That's just where we shop. For host Derek Wedmore and producer Manny Hill, I'm Robbie Makloff saying thanks for listening to Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? More of, actually, no, it's uh, Raised by Wolves next, right? Raised by Wolves next right here on Score North. <laughs> Let freedom.